Welcome back to another edition of It's Raining Mets. Meteorologist Ed Russo here, and we've got Tom Russell. Hey, how are you, my friend? Good to hear you. Yeah, good to hear you, too. Still doing well, looks like. <laughs> well, I do see you on TV. You look great. Uh, you. You've been doing a lot of uh, other segments besides Weather Force. You get up, get out, and your weather education. You've been a busy guy this summer, right? Yeah, I've kind of been doing a, a lot of... You know, I've done a... It, it's interesting because COVID-19 is such a big story. You know, you have meteorologists that are that are covering parts of it. You know, it's science right. related. But sure. um, the doc talk that actually aired today, earlier today, had to do with how it disperses the droplets, respiratory droplets disperse in the atmosphere. So yeah. you see how it, that it overlap really, there? It, well, it doesn't take much. you got to tie everything together now with right. COVID-19. And uh, the science part of it has been... Uh, certainly interesting. And of course, we were hoping that, you know, hotter weather would help camp, uh, tamp this down. That doesn't seem to be, uh, be the case. Um, but viruses as a whole usually don't survive well in in the heat. But uh, this one seems to be, have its mind of its own. And not just heat. I mean, we're talking about some of the hottest days likely of the summer, and we're right. seeing the biggest spikes. Well, not necessarily yeah. here, but other parts of the country, in other Florida, parts of the country. Right. Which, is, which is a lot hotter. So, well, thanks for all your uh, your great coverage there. Uh, the other thing we've been talking about on the uh, weather segments is Comet Neowise. Yeah. Have you seen this thing yet? I haven't, and you know, every time I try to make an effort to to go look, I I get distracted and forget. Which well, it's not no that excuse easy. for it's... a scientist or a meteorologist. But... Well, the, the, you do have some excuse. I'll, I'll give you some cover here. It's not something you look outside and you're basically going to jump out at you uh, with the naked eye. And I think people have been a little misled because some of the pictures we're getting are just phenomenal. They look amazing. But that's not what you see to the naked eye. So to the naked eye, it looks like a star with kind of a little fuzz around it, maybe a, a fuzzy tail. But you got really, A, you got to really be looking for it uh, to find it. So it's recommended, if you're interested in finding out and taking a peek at uh, Comet Neowise, use binoculars. You want to look to the northwest horizon, and in the early part of this, it's been low on the horizon, so you kind of need like a, you know, a field or something that uh, doesn't have anything in your way, maybe a body of water or something as you look off to the northwest. Um, but it will be rising in the sky as we go through uh, the next week or so, as we go through uh, the second half of July. So again, the northwest sky just after sunset. And the thing about this comet is, when you see these pictures, it has this amazing tail you know just what we would picture as a comet it's really interesting have you seen some of those yeah i know i've seen the pictures and and you know when i think of a comet i think of it you know kind of just shooting across the sky um, no 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 but no that's that's like a shooting star so right. a comet uh remember is is zooming by earth so it's like always in the same spot except you know relatively yeah spot. right yeah. exactly so it's not like a shooting star like you're kind of thinking of where you see it for a couple of seconds you go oh wow and you make a wish of course um no this is the comet the comet is there uh you know like you would track a planet as it okay goes a little higher in the sky each night um but it's 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 fascinating to see. And even our phones now are getting so good that it can actually pick up on some of the details. So it actually looks better uh, if you take a picture of it with the phone. But some of these folks have this long exposure photography and it's really capturing the, the gist of this. So not visible again for <laughs> six or seven thousand years. So I don't know if you know this, but Ed, you won't be around. So I recommend no. that you see it uh, while you can. The other thing was just discovered in March. 
So this isn't something that's been on astronomical calendars for a while, waiting for it to come around. Uh, you know, like sometimes we do with the other uh, astronomy things. So this this is just discovered in March. Um, brightest that we've seen in a long, long time. I think okay. 23 years. So there's a couple of things with Comet Neowise that are. Uh, pretty uh, pretty special and pretty spectacular. So don't miss it if you're into uh, sky watching at all. Again, to the northwest horizon just after sunset. Uh, of course, you want to get away from light. People forget they're like they're out there with their uh, you know front porch light on, going, I can't see it. Let's go to New York City and find <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, light pollution is uh, yeah. is not good, so you got to get away from that. But uh, you know, I, I think we've had a, a pretty remarkable summer as far as the uh, as stargazing and things. We've had yeah. some some pretty crisp nights where the, the you know the the stars are there and. Um, just really nice weather for stargazing this summer. Well, you know, I, I, it would be a travesty if I if I did miss it. You know, it's we're cloudy, we're cloudy this evening. But you know, I'm I'm right. a meteorologist, so we study meteors, right? That's <laughs> that's true. The study. So study I meteors. have to get a good viewing on this. Now, I have a pair of binoculars. Okay. Um, any just regular pair. Yeah, obviously, you know, the better, the stronger uh, would help. But uh, I think a lot of people think you can just look off your porch and see it with the naked eye. So the okay. binoculars kind of pick up that extra, uh, that extra oomph that your uh, naked eye doesn't have. And then, of course, if you have a, a high-powered telescope or something really cool. Right. But again, a lot of these uh, these amazing lenses on some of the, I'm amazed at what people are shooting these pictures with. Uh, but these lenses, even on our cell phones, are, are pretty darn good now. So. Well, the, well, the pair of binoculars I have, they're very heavy, so I'm assuming... They're, assume they're good. <laughs> assuming yeah. I just, I, you know, I'm going back to that Jurassic Park scene where uh, the kids are in the car. I'm talking about the original Jurassic Park, because I know there have been 5,000 different movies of Jurassic right. Park that have come out since, but um, the, uh, the two kids, their grandfather, of course, right. is, the, is the guy that opened the park, and their two kids are in the back seat playing with these binoculars, and the lawyer... The one that they brought in, you know, for liability right. of bringing people into the park with dinosaurs, he was yelling at the kids and saying, hey, what are you doing with those? Are they heavy? Then they're expensive. Put them down. <laughs> That's a classic line I forgot about. That's yeah. true. <laughs> if, yeah. they're, if they're heavy, they're expensive. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, something right. I definitely got, you know, if you haven't seen it, you, you, you definitely want to get out there and. And consider it because the shots I have seen are are amazing. You know why it's called Neowise? It's I'm trying to get a. I did not look that up. I do not know. Okay. I, I would say Neo meaning new. Yeah. Because um, it, it was just discovered. I, I don't know. I'd be okay. interested if I know. Well, now you gave us homework, so thanks, man. Yeah, you're, you're uh, welcome. We're schooling me for about ten minutes here, so I thought I thought you might know that. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, I I know. I'll see if you know. How about that? Yeah. Um, yeah that here's the deal. We we got another heat wave kicking in here, and it uh, shouldn't shock us as we move through uh, late July. But it's been a, a fairly hot summer, kind of what we were thinking uh, as far as playing out that way. So we see heat, depending on when you look at the, when you're listening to this, uh, into the uh, weekend of July 17th and 18th, it really picks up. And then it lasts for a good four or five days. And we're talking about not just 90s, but mid 90s. Uh, but I think the difference with this particular heat wave, as opposed to the one we had earlier in the month, is we have a better chance of seeing those afternoon storms. Not that they really cool us off necessarily, but we were so hot and dry through the first half of the month that if we can fire off some afternoon storms, it makes those heat waves at least bearable, don't you think? Right, but then afterwards it feels like a sauna. <laughs> it's steamier, you can that's see true. see the steam coming right off Literally. the road. 
literally. Um, so we're uh, as of uh, recording this, we're at 12 days, 90 or above, and an average season for us is 20 or 21 days of 90 or degrees or above. So it's been it's been kind of average, but July itself has been way above average, uh, certainly on the hot side. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, yeah, and I think you know even this particular heat wave looks a little bit more potent maybe i mean we're you know i I, we're forecasting highs i think in the mid 90s right uh and not just here you know when you say potent it's across the country and what we learn uh from these heat waves is heat begets heat and it kind of builds on itself um so when you see chicago into the mid 90s that really spreads eastward too and uh, some of this heat is going to spread into those cooler regions north of us, uh, and then we're stuck in the 90s. But the good news is that I, I do see an end um, uh, as we hit toward the end of the week. We see a break in the pattern, so we don't see you know a week and a half, two weeks of this, uh, rather five, six days. You know and that can always come with you know some better chance for storms too. Right. We get that pattern right. change. But uh, this, um, I know. I, and I, th- I think I read this tweet correctly earlier, and I meant to check before I started the podcast, but I think D.C. is at its 20th day in a row now, 90 or above. Yeah, they were right there. Now, normal high for D.C. is 89, so it's not totally out of whack, right. but it's the duration, like you said, almost three weeks, and I think it's right at their record yeah. uh, as far as 90 days in a, uh, degrees in a, in a row. Um, so, yeah, it's been pretty pretty impressive up and down the, uh, the eastern seaboard. And, you, you know, if you remember, a week or so ago, we got the break with the tropical storm. Right. But places like in Maryland and some spots didn't get that break. They were on the western periphery. Like, you know, Pittsburgh didn't get it, for example. They stayed in the heat. They stayed in that sunshine. They didn't get the clouds from it, really. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So while we uh, got clouds and showers, they they were baking in the heat. So, yeah, D.C., definitely uh, some record territory as far as the heat goes. So that's going to be something that's playing out as you're uh, listening to this latest edition here of the podcast. So please be careful in the heat. We always uh, emphasize um, you know, especially during this COVID time, you and I have talked about this. Please check on folks who may not have access to uh, AC or at least to consistent air conditioning. Check on the elderly. Um, you know, don't forget the pets. Because uh, when we go through these things and, and we have plenty of comfort, we tend to forget about those who don't. Yeah, a- absolutely. You know, it is actually, it, it doesn't, you know, the, the physics of, of more water droplets in the air when you have higher humidity, that alone does actually make it harder to breathe. Right. Right. um, Yeah. And then talk about people with respiratory problems, respiratory illness, especially, uh, especially if it's, you know, COVID or something. So, yeah, heat like this, not something you want to mix with, obviously, something that can cause severe respiratory issues. either. And sometimes that's why you'll see uh, the DEP issue a uh, an orange uh, code orange, which means, uh, you know, that air is kind of stagnant and it makes it a little harder for those with as you mentioned, asthma and things to breathe. So you'll, you'll see sometimes a air quality alert or a code orange. Uh, and that just means, uh, you know, take it easy if you're one of those folks that, that suffers from that. But I, I, you know, I was talking about my wife uh, earlier this week and she remarked about how nice the weather has been this summer. It's certainly been on the hot side, but when you look, you know, June, July, we've had some really nice stuff, don't you think? Yeah, we have. And we haven't had, you know, any bonkers severe weather events either Mm -mm. had a little here and there 
but nothing. Yeah, and most of what we've seen is just a, a lot of rain or, you know, yeah. a flood warning or flood advisory. Um, but, yeah, I, I think the lack of severe weather through June, I think there was only one uh, tornado warning issued in June for the, the local National Weather Service. Yeah, you and Stacy were on that one up in and, uh, yeah. Dolphin and Halifax and, area. And that was, what, early June? Yep. So, so since early June, there's nothing in July. Uh, as you mentioned, maybe a flood warning or flood advisory, but it's really been quiet as far as severe weather goes. Yeah, and, and we, we do just... have, and we have it on, you know, as of this podcast, this podcast, of course, being recorded on Thursday, July 16th, and ongoing as we speak, there's a, a pretty interesting setup across Pennsylvania mm-hmm. uh, for Thursday where you got these, a, a, a much bigger threat of severe weather out towards Pittsburgh, but once you get east of the higher terrain, like the Central PA, oh, Lower Susquehanna Valley, right. Mid Susquehanna Valley. The the threat is pretty much next to zero. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of benign, and and the threat kind of goes northward instead of eastward. So, right. uh, interesting how that's played out. So lack of severe weather. The other thing that was remarkable this week that we need to mention: uh, no tropical cyclones across the globe. And when you get into midsummer, you don't have anything in the Pacific, and you got nothing in the Atlantic. Uh, that's a pretty remarkable stat. Now, not probably not going to stay that way, but when you get a nice stretch of that, it's it's worth noting. Yeah. So actually, yen yesterday, Tom, meteorologically yesterday, there was no discernment, discernible, organized tropical system across the entire world. Yeah, the globe. I mean, we're not just talking about that's amazing. It's not like it's the beginning of hurricane season. It's not the most active part, but you know, still the 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 Western Pacific, which is notorious. You know, the Western Pacific definitely Hurricane Alley, or I should say Typhoon Alley. They see more typhoon. They just call it typhoons, where when they happen in the Atlantic, they're called hurricanes. But more more tropical systems develop there. Um, than any other spot on the earth. So, you know, we, we have Tornado Alley over the central U.S. Sure. Well, you know, Eastern Asia, the Western Pacific, they, they have more tropical systems of, of pretty high intensity, too, for yes. there mm-hmm. than any other spot on the planet. So for them to have nothing, that's that's pretty significant. Right, right. Thank absolutely. goodness. Um, but can I just air a, a little complaint here? You know, we're up to, what, our sixth name storm? Um, we got up to the F name, Faye, as it came through. So I, at least two of those should not have been named, in my opinion. Uh, I'm trying to think, was it uh, Arthur was the first one? But there were at least two that were so far north in the Atlantic that, A, they were technically post-tropical. They weren't really tropical in origin. And in the past, they would have never been named. So I think we're padding those numbers a little bit. Agree yeah, or disagree? And I think I think we might have done that too. It seems like this this started in 2005. Right after that you know, incredible when we, year when yeah. we went into the Greek alphabet. I remember uh, Tropical Storm Victor. <laughs> yeah. Was, uh, east of what, Morocco, which is in the northwest part of Africa, Atlantic. Uh-huh. area of northwest africa so right off of uh so so I, I guess this would have been west of casablanca and that's you know i, th- I believe casablanca is the capital of morocco if my geography is right but anyways there was a little swirl out there um you know it's did not its depiction on satellite was not what you would think of as a tropical storm or hurricane to look like so it's just you know, some of the storms were like, well, wh- why are these being named? You know, for a hurricane to, or a tropical storm, it has to be, you know, a very symmetric, warm core, relatively tight circulation. 
And, right. you know, when a storm gets post-tropical, it gets that much more comma-shaped look because right. it has a cold front attached to it. Tropical systems don't have fronts, really. They're okay. just a warm core system where right. they're warm throughout the entire system, and you've got thunderstorms that grow completely vertically, where a post-tropical system, you know, it's kind of slanted, and you, you have, um, you have you know, fronts. You have warm fronts and cold fronts that are attached right. to it. So when some, like Sandy, when Sandy became post-tropical, you know, yeah. it was not, you know, a tropical system, so to speak. It was when it was named, so I get that. And it was a hurricane at that time. It and then, was. like you said, it, it lost those characteristics. So the best way to think of a of a true tropical system is it's a heat engine. It doesn't need anything else. It's just pulling up that moisture and that heat from the Atlantic, and then it's exhausting that out the top. So it's literally a heat engine, as you mentioned, that thrives off that, that hot, uh, that moist, uh, hot water. And right. And there's no wind shear. You know, it, with a, with a post-tropical system, you usually have some degree of wind shear change in wind direction with height as you mm -hmm. go up into the atmosphere one of the biggest things that tear a hurricane apart is when you have winds that are blowing in different directions and speeds as you go up into the atmosphere so one of the right. one of the worst things for a hurricane to go through if it wants to remain intense is wind shear and that can ruin a hurricane season uh, so usually you know your post tropical systems will have more shear where you know a, a a hurricane or a tropical system will not be an environment where there's high levels of wind shear. So there's several very specific meteorological elements that have to be in place for it to be defined that way and therefore named. And we do think that the uh, the rest of the hurricane season is going to be uh, pretty darn active. So we're going to take this little break and enjoy it. I'm going to put you on the spot here as we wrap things up here. Uh, it seems like you do so, this every week, Tom. I love it. This is my favorite part of the podcast. <laughs> So, but I'll, I'll, I'll uh, participate as well. So we're about halfway through meteorological summer, which is June, July, August. What do you think is going to play out from here? I'll go first. Um, I think uh, we have the heat for the second half of July and then a cooler than average August. What do you think about yeah, that? Usually, you know, you know, historically and climatologically, when you have a hot month, usually it's followed by, you know, an, a month where it's going to be a little more seasonable. Right. Perhaps even, you know, a few days that are cooler than average. So to have a, you know, any weather pattern to hold its ground for more than a month usually isn't, I mean, it happens, but it's not terribly common. So right. That's a long time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, the atmosphere is constantly changing. So when the atmosphere is constantly doing the same thing for a long period of time, that's kind of remarkable. You know, right. it's always trying right. to correct it. You're avoiding the question. So what is your prediction? Well, my, my <laughs> was I avoiding the question yes. and, I, and I didn't even know it. So <laughs> well, that's why out. you're good at it. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think I, I think we'll see, you know, somewhat more of a tame August in terms of the heat. But I, you know, and, and even like you said, I think there are some signs that by the end of you know next week, we start to break this down and probably becoming a little bit more commonplace as we head into into August. Oh, that's pretty good news. So we've had a good summer so far. We got a, a hot. According you know, to your wife, we've had a good summer. So far. <laughs> good point. <laughs> I trust that source. Um, <laughs> she's picky, so that's why I say that. Uh, so we think we're going to kind of have a, a more average August as we work our way into uh, the fall. But as we said, the wild card is the uh, tropical systems that that come along or don't come along. Uh, 
uh, moving ahead in time. So, uh, but it's always great to catch up with you, man. I mean, uh, we've been working from home now for four months and we really yeah, haven't run into each other yet. Right. So. And it kind of remains to be seen. I mean, as of this podcast, the idea is that we'll go back at the beginning of August. I'm, you know, I, I'm not sure that's going to happen, especially with the, uh, the spikes that we've seen. Um, yeah, uh, you know, a lot of us, are, there's so many unknowns as we try to get back to school and, and try to get all these things. It's, it's the same with the work environment. So we appreciate folks putting up yeah. with picture, pictures of our basement or, um, you know, pictures. Of, you had some on your back deck, which is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's, it's nice to be, you know, outside. It's nice to have that kind of backyard uh, weather at home feel. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's, uh, it's weird because, you know, I haven't seen Tom. I probably haven't seen you in... Uh, since March. Has it really been since March? <laughs> you, I, we really haven't been in the same place, I you don't know, think. We, we hired a new weather guy, weekend weather guy last year, <laughs> but uh, I haven't really seen him. <laughs> Is that the bearded guy? Because I couldn't believe the yeah, bearded guy. he's changing his look. <laughs> All right. It's a pleasure. Thank yeah, you pleasure uh, for talking checking to in. You, Tom. We'll, uh, we'll catch you next week. Okay. All right. You're listening to It's Raining Mets.